Welcome back to the Salty Community Podcast. I'm Colleen. We are a community of people dedicated to helping you grow your personal relationship with Jesus. We emphasize the truth and foundation of Scripture and give you tools and opportunities to experience Jesus in a personal and unique way for you. God's kingdom invites us into an interactive relationship with Him, and it's our desire and focus to help this be a reality for each person listening. This group becomes a safe place to grow into what more of the Holy Spirit has for you. Hey, this is Deanna, and today we are back and talking about the spirit realm. So in our previous episode, we talked about the spirit realm in the Old Testament. And just as promised, today we are going to be talking about the spirit realm in the New Testament. Um, We are not going to cover every time, because if we did that, well... It would last way too long, I promise. Um, So, but before we jump in, um, just in case this is the first episode that you have caught, um, I think it's important to at least quickly um, talk about what the spirit realm is. So, we live most all of our life in the physical realm. Things that we can see, we can touch, smell, all those senses that we have that enable us to um, operate well in this physical world. Um, but we also, um, whether we are aware of it or not, we are also a part of the spirit realm. So the spirit realm is where, um, spiritual things obviously are happening. The angels are there. The demonic is there. God is there and we are there. The Holy Spirit lives within us. And so, um, we do have a spirit and that spirit is alive and well in the spiritual realm. So um, there's in scripture it tells us that we are seated with Christ in the heavenly places. And this is not like you can imagine the little angel with wings and a bow and arrow. We are not that um, in physical clouds. We are seated with him in a spiritual realm um, because um, he made a way for that to happen. Mm-hmm. Because of his death on the cross, Um, We have access to the Holy Spirit who lives inside of us, and because of that, we have access to be able to see into that spirit realm and and experience revelation, experience dreams, visions, hear God's voice, see Him, um, enter the throne room. There's so many things that are available to us that are happening in the spirit realm, um, but we have to be aware that it's even there. Otherwise, we, we... I mean, I'm... Well over 40 years old and that is a piece of my life that was completely ignored and unrecognized for most of it mm-hmm. um, and the reason is is because it's not something we talk about and when we do we talk about it more like ghosts and goblins and it's something to stay far away from yeah we don't ha- we're not taught we're not we're not taught that it's available no. and that it's not scary right and here's the thing the holy spirit is spirit and we're supposed to worship in spirit mm-hmm. and in truth but unfortunately in most christian circles the spiritual has been taken out of the holy spirit mm-hmm. and out of our reality and and that just doesn't make any sense it really doesn't and it's super sad it is but, super sad but what is happening right now is there is an an awakening happening where people are starting to recognize that we are spiritual beings. And if we do not speak into this, the enemy is going to snag all that space Mm -hmm. because the spirit realm is not just full of God and angels and all the good. It also has a demonic side. There's a kingdom of light and there's a kingdom of darkness and in the spirit realm. And so it is so important that we are willing to not only recognize that there is a spirit realm, but be willing to actively engage and actively um, participate knowingly in that realm, not accidentally. One of the revelations that I've gotten the most recent around this topic, and I think it's because you and I have been, we've been talking so much, and you're doing a kingdom class on the kingdom of God, and just the fact that I have access and that I have it now. I don't have to wait for something. I don't have to wait for my physical body to die and go to heaven to have access to what God wants me to have access to. Like, I can have heaven on earth. Absolutely. I did, and I didn't know that. <laughs> I just didn't. Until, until I understood and interacted with and was taught 
mm-hmm. about the spiritual realm. Right. Um, Paul tells us that we're um, citizens of heaven, mm-hmm. and so we should live our lives worthy of that citizenship. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say, hey, when you die, you go to heaven, so mm-hmm. live good here now so you can get there. That is absolutely the most twisted, messed up way to translate that. Wow. It says, you are a citizen of heaven now. So make sure your life reflects your citizenship, mm-hmm. not your where you're going, but your present citizenship. And so we, um, we want to, everything we do with Salty is so important for it to be built on a foundation of scripture. Yes. Um, this is, yes, we have some really wonderful time in the spirit realm and, and get fresh revelation, but it's truth that is founded on God's word. Mm-hmm. So today we are going to look at the spirit realm in the New Testament. And um, I was sitting with a young lady uh, just in the last week or so who the spirit realm was very new to her, but she had been exposed to it, um, not from a Christian source, and had a lot of questions. And one of her questions was, there's not any spirit realm stuff in the Bible. Oh, wow. And when I started showing her the Old Testament, and then she was completely just blown away she was like but it was never taught they were just neat stories and when we quit looking at the bible as just a book of neat stories like a fairy tales and we see the things that are buried there and the things that are available to us it will change how we read the bible for sure um, and so hopefully today we're going to give you a little bit um of um foundation for the fact that you have access to the spirit realm. Um, God doesn't play favorites, which is such great news. Um, That is stated all over the place through scripture. That is part of his character, um, that he loves us just as we are um, because he's made us all so individually, but he doesn't play favorites. So if something is available to someone in scripture, you can ask for it. Now he's, he can tell you no and give you something else. That's totally up to God. But we have access to these things, and we need to be asking for them because we want every single thing God has for us. Mm-hmm. We don't want to leave anything on the table. So let's jump into the spirit realm in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Um, it starts before Jesus even comes onto the scene, which I think is so incredibly cool um, because... Um, it just kind of sets the stage that things are going to happen supernaturally throughout. And that is exactly what happens. Mm-hmm. So Zachariah and Elizabeth, um, they are the parents of John the Baptist, and they have had no children. And Zachariah is um, a priest, and he is of that tribe of Levi, and he is able to go into the Holy of Holies one time ever. And this one time ever that he's in there, he is visited by an angel. He sees an angel, completely blown away by the experience. The angel tells him he's going to have a kid. But this is what's so interesting. He kind of doubts, not just kind of, but he doesn't have faith for what he's being told. I don't know. I'm not going to judge the guy. Um, angel shows up. You're in the Holy of Holies. You're like, does this happen to every priest who shows up in the Holy of <laughs> Am I, you know, and here's the thing. It was a desire of his heart. Mm-hmm. He wanted a kid, you know, and every father wants a son, I think. But he wanted a kid. And so, did I make this up? Did I dream this up? You know, who knows what the thoughts that were. I know those are some of my thoughts. When God shows me something that feels too good to be true, my first thought is, oh, that must have been not God. Yeah. First thought. But whatever he was thinking, the angel, on instruction from God, basically told him, okay, until this kid is born, you're not going to get to speak a word. He took his voice. Um, so probably, I'll be honest, so that Zechariah couldn't speak doubt in. Mm-hmm. He wasn't allowed to speak doubt over this kid or fear or any of the other things because his voice was taken. Um, and nine months later or so, Elizabeth has a baby. They go to circumcise him, trying to figure out what to name him because that's name day um, in the Jewish culture is the day of circumcision. And they're trying to, they want to name him after his dad. And, all, and when Zechariah writes down, his name is John, he gets his voice back. So his experience in the spirit realm absolutely affected his life in the physical. And that is very much the case. When God shows us something in the spirit realm, it should affect how we do life 
in the physical. Um, he may not mute us, but he absolutely may cause us to do life differently based on the things that we see happening. Mm-hmm. If you're watching a horrific TV show, and maybe it's full of horror or murder or whatever it may be, yeah. and you're sitting there and you ask God to show you what's happening in the spirit realm, and you are able to see the demonic coming out of that television uh, that is attached to that show, it will probably change how you watch TV. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Yeah. We tend to be the sum of, you know, what we experience. Like, our environment so much builds who we are. Like, especially when we're children, right? Our environment so much will shape our adulthood mm-hmm. and how we see things and how we do life. And um, I think the more time that you spend in the spiritual realm, the more mm-hmm. that it will shape who you are and who you become. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. So if you if you stay there, it just affects you. It does. Yeah. It changes your perspective. Yes. It changes your mindset. Um, I can't imagine what he was thinking when he couldn't talk. No. Can you imagine what was going through his head? No. And I really hope I never get to the place that God says, okay, we're just going to have to silence silence the girl. She's... (laughs) I'm hoping that I um, allow him to put a guard over my mouth whenever necessary without Mm -hmm. absolutely having to take my voice away. He's probably thinking, I'll never doubt again. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) So shortly after that, um, Mary gets a visit from the same angel Mm -hmm. and is told that she is going to have a child. Now, she questions this, not from so much a place of doubt or lack of faith, but of a place of, I know how the birds and bees work. Yeah. What am I supposed Mm -hmm. to do? Like, do I have, you know? And so she isn't silenced, but she does become pregnant. Mm -hmm. Um, Then there's the whole confusion in the situation where her um, fiancé is like, oh, whoa, whoa, I'm not (laughs) marrying somebody that's um, not pure. Um, but he then gets to have a dream. Mm-hmm. And um, and then in the dream, Angel tells him the whole story and to stay with Mary. And so he does. So all of this, before Jesus ever arrives on the scene, there's all kind of spiritual realm activity happening with seeing in the spirit realm, dreams, hearing from God, mm-hmm. it affecting our place. Yeah. Um, so... So I commend these people because how do you take, you have a spiritual experience, and I'm so guilty of this, my intellect will trump my spiritual experience, and I seem to negate from what I spiritually experience and go with what I know to be true in my own brain. Yes. So I commend these people for having an experience and doing what actually what they were spiritually told, and not what he was thinking. Right. I cannot see myself saying or or believing that she really was... A virgin. Yes. And pregnant. And pregnant. Because that is so... Yes. Counter what we know, well, how it works. Yes. 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 And you're a nurse, so you know the whole science thing and yes. how does this happen. I know. But that is where our faith comes in because it says faith is the substance of things unseen. Mm -hmm. So when God shows us something in the spirit realm, that is completely different than what we're experiencing in the physical realm. We have to choose to believe that over what we're physically experiencing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm saying that, but I'm going to tell you just like Colleen does, um, it's not necessarily always easy to walk out. we are so very attached to this physical world um, and so very unattached and unexperienced, unfortunately, in the spirit realm that, that the physical does tend to trump. But Paul tells us that the things that we see here are temporary. The things that are seen in the spirit realm are eternal. And he even goes on to say later in a different letter to, that our focus is supposed to be on the things that are unseen. We're supposed to set our eyes on things that we cannot see mm-hmm. um, and not pay so much attention to what we can see here. Um, it is a very brand new way to do life, but it will change how you do life it with will. enough practice. Mm-hmm. So Jesus did ministry. Yes. All in the spirit realm. It's I crazy. Mean, okay, so... This is where I pick up. So Jesus um, tells John the Baptist 
that he is going to be, he wants him to baptize him. And John's like, no, you should be baptizing me. And Jesus is like, no. And so anyway, um, so Jesus is baptized and all of a sudden there's a spiritual experience. John sees it and Jesus sees it. And I'm always thinking, who was like watching? Because you never get that part of this story. But you know there were crowds because there John, had to have been. John always drew a crowd. Yes. So he had disciples yeah. and followers. And then there's part of me is like, did they see it? Would that have been anyway? So um, the clouds split, the spirit falls like a dove on Jesus, and God speaks. And they all hear it. And it says, this is my beloved son in who I am well pleased. Yes. So from the get-go, when his, basically that's kind of when his ministry started. It is when his ministry started, when he got baptized. And it started with a spiritual experience. That's how it started. And then we see him, the spirit leads him into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And Dana and I were talking about this. There's always this debate on how this actually went down. Um, Did he see an actual physical devil and have an experience, or were things happening in a spiritual realm with him? And he is alone by himself. He's fasting, and... Within the spiritual realm, he's experiencing things, but it's not actually something happening in his physical world. Right. You see what I'm saying? Which is, that's tend to what I believe, but I think some people believe that they actually saw something, that he actually encountered something. He was the only one there, so he would be the only one to know. But what he did life as a man. He did. And so we don't, the devil doesn't show up at our front door. No in his demonic form and tempt us and move us around. Yes. It all tends to happen in our head. Exactly. And so it makes the most sense that mm-hmm. that's what was happening to Jesus. He right. didn't go physically to the top to of the, the top temple. Of the, right. Um, the enemy took Showed him there mm-hmm. in the spirit. Yeah. Um, is more than likely what happened mm-hmm. because that's what he does to us. Exactly. And if he came to be our ultimate example, Mm -hmm. then that would be how I would experience it, Mm -hmm. right? Right. So, anyway. And then, uh, oh my goodness, this this scripture right here, John 5, 19 and 20, just gets me every time. Um, Jesus only did what he saw the Father doing. Okay, now we know Jesus was on earth, and we know the Father was on his throne. So how did he see him if he was on earth? The only way that that could have happened is if Jesus was seeing into the spiritual realm. Seeing his father doing things, saying things, and then emulating those things on earth. Mm -hmm. So um, right there, that's how Jesus did life. Mm -hmm. So why do we not do life that way, Dana? Because we didn't, we We don't realize we can't. Yeah. But when you look at someone that's sick or someone that's hurting or someone that you know has, you know, and you look at them and you're like, God, what are you doing in this space? Mm-hmm. And allowing him to show us, like, in this space, that demon is being removed. Or in this space, that is being healed. Mm-hmm. Um, or in this space, I am drawing near to them. When we start asking him to show us what he is doing in a space mm-hmm. and then what, how we are supposed to respond to what he is doing, mm-hmm. um, it is very much a new way to pray. Um, I have caught myself. Such a new way to pray. On Facebook, people will post, hey, can you pray for this? And so I love it when there's a picture, especially if I don't know the person. Mm-hmm. And I will look at them and say, God, what are you doing in this space? Like, what? how do you want me to pray? What do you want me to say? Um, mm-hmm. How do you want me to respond? And mm-hmm. letting him show me in the spirit realm what he is doing yeah. and then mm-hmm. praying from that yeah. place. Right, because if Jesus only did what he saw the Father do, why do we not? Right. Why do we not? Yes. Anyway. Okay. So transfiguration is the next thing on our item on our list. And that is you, my friend. Okay. So transfiguration <laughs> is the coolest story. And um, I have such a, a heart for Peter. And so they Jesus takes Peter, James, and John, that inner circle of three, with him up onto a mountain. And um, he's transfigured before them. Okay, what in the world does that even mean? We're not really sure. But he doesn't look the same. Mm -hmm. Um, He's very bright and glowy, maybe. Very white and a lot of light. But with him, Moses, 
and Elijah come to stand. Mm. Now, here is what is so cool to me. So Peter, James, and John are there. I need you to understand they are not at all in the same time frame as Elijah and Moses. They would have never met them um, in the physical at all, ever. But they instantly know who they are. They don't say, hey, Jesus, can you introduce us to your friends that just popped up on the mountain? That's such a good point. They know who they yeah. are. They're like, oh, my goodness, it's really cool that we're here. And Peter's like, how about if I make a tent for all of you? Each of you can have your own tent. Like, And in one place in Scripture, it says he's talking because he just doesn't know what to say. Mm-hmm. Like he's seriously blown away, which mm-hmm. is exactly how I would have felt. <laughs> but Hebrews 12 tells us that we are surrounded mm-hmm. by a cloud of witnesses. And these people are witnessing. They are in the spirit realm watching us live out um, our walk, right? They're watching. They are witnesses to to what is happening here in the physical. Um, So I want to just kind of take a second with this um, just because it's such a big deal. So um, in all three of the synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, um, the Sadducees, it tells the story of the Sadducees coming to tell test Jesus. Okay, let's mm-hmm. ask him a question that he may oh, not yeah, know yeah. the answer to. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's get him to trip up. So they tell this story about a lady who's married and her husband dies. And so then she marries the next brother and the next. And so she's married seven brothers. Then they all are dead. And then she dies and they go to heaven. Who's she married to? Well, Peter, get, I mean, Jesus gets onto them saying they don't understand the power of God and they don't understand scripture. But the part that was so eye-opening for me was he said, You do not understand God. God is not a God of the dead, but a God of the living. Okay, what? And then he says, haven't you heard? God is the God of Abraham. God is the God of Isaac and Jacob. Oh, the living. The living. He says it in present tense. Oh, that's God is the God of Abraham. So, example, my mom has passed away. Mm Mm-hmm. If I'm talking about her, I would have probably said God was the God of my mother in the past tense because in my mind, in the physical, she's she's dead. Mm -hmm. But in the spirit realm, she is very very much alive. God is the God of my mother. Oh, that's good. Just as God is my God, Mm -hmm. he is just as much her God because in the spirit realm, she is completely alive and well. Um, In fact... If Jesus lives within us, if we are led by the Spirit, if the Holy Spirit lives inside of us, then we are fully alive and we can never really die. Our physical bodies may end, but we will never die because the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. Our spirit just goes fully into that spirit realm and we may not interact anymore in this physical realm, but we will not die. However... If we do not know Jesus and his spirit does not live in us, then we are never, ever alive in the first place. That's right. That's what scripture says. We are dead without him. That was the death Mm -hmm. that Adam and Eve experienced was a spiritual death. Mm -hmm. A separation. A separation Mm -hmm. from God. And until we accept Jesus as our Savior, we are still spiritually dead. Mm -hmm. So, there, for the people that know God, there is really no death. So this cloud of witnesses is alive and well in the spirit realm. And one of the cool things is, and it happened to Peter, James, and John there, when something is happening on a spiritual level, your spirit will know things that you shouldn't know. So their spirit recognized Moses and Elijah. Mm -hmm. They didn't have to have an introduction. They knew who they were. Um, One of the activities and exercises that... um, I will sometimes do with my small group is ask them to sit in the throne room with God and allow God to show them someone who wants to speak into their walk, speak in some wisdom from their cloud of witnesses. No one has ever had to be introduced. You just know who it is because you're the spirit within you recognizes the spirit of the other person. Yeah. And even to solidify that even more, we have, I've done this exercise in small group, and you will be anticipating someone and be ex- and experience someone different. Oh, for sure. So, <laughs> and you just know that it's not who you thought it, it was supposed to be. Right. And you just know, like, you just, you just know. Right. 
And I always tell when I start this, like, do not get your heart set that you're going to see the specific person that you want to see, mm -hmm. but it never, everybody, even I, mm -hmm. there's somebody you maybe want to see from yeah. your past or you want to see your favorite Bible character or whatever, um, but God knows what's best, and he shows us who can speak into that space and give us wisdom. Um, Super good. Anyway, so... The Transfiguration was a completely spiritual event. Mm -hmm. uh, so much happening in the spirit realm. Mm -hmm. And them being able to experience that. And, the, mm -hmm. and it's really interesting. Jesus straight up tells them, do not tell anybody about this until after I have risen. Mm -hmm. Okay, you know they are going to risen from what? Where are you going? What's happening? Mm -hmm. They didn't know what was going on at that point. But um, it is told in the Gospels. Um, I after the fact. Does the Bible actually use the word transfiguration? They it's use transfigured, yes. It Jesus is, is transfigured. Okay. I was just curious if changed. it was something that we use to term nope. something. Or, his, yeah. his physical body was transfigured. And probably they were seeing his spirit body. Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yes. Great. So, then Jesus um, sends out the 72. Oh, yes. Is that me? Yes, yes that's, that's me. You. Okay, so Jesus sends out the 72, and they come back. And they are an, in awe of what they can do. <laughs> they are so excited. They're so proud of themselves. Yes, they are. They're like, Lord, we cast out demons in your name. We yeah. did it. Like, it was almost like they were like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this actually happened. It worked. He said yes. it. What did it do? And he said, and I had to look the scripture up because I didn't know what he said. But he says, um, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and all over the power of the enemy. So you see, he um, saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. So he had to have seen that in a spiritual space. Oh, for sure. Which is the whole reason why we give you that example, to, that Jesus was seeing things spiritually. Um, Peter's denial, you're going to help me with this one. So... Um... Jesus has washed their feet. Um, they are in the upper room. It's, you know, Jesus knows uh -huh. that night he's going to be betrayed. Yeah. And so he's already kind of warned him of that. And um, and he tells them, you'll all fall away. Oh, yeah. Like he's, Jesus gives, you know, paints a pretty big brush there. And Peter says, oh, no, everybody else may fall away, <laughs> but not me. And Jesus' response to him was allowing Peter to see and know what was happening in the spirit realm all around him, which was Satan was after Peter. Um, he says, Satan has asked to sift you like wheat. Oh, okay. So it was okay. happening. Or he wanted Peter to understand what was happening in the spirit oh, realm okay. all around him. Um, because in his flesh in that moment, he's like, not me. Mm -hmm. I will never, ever deny you. Um I love to teach from that space because um, it's such a prideful moment for Peter. Because mm -hmm. he doesn't just say, I'll never deny you. He goes so far as to say, even if everybody else does, I won't. So, he ha I mean, there, there's yeah. a definite amount of arrogance mm -hmm. in that statement. Mm -hmm. And God opposes the proud and gives grace to the humble. So, mm -hmm. bless his heart, he didn't even have, you know, the, the support of God to help him yeah. with that stance. Mm -hmm. But... There was an absolute spiritual battle yeah. happening over his head. Right. And while it may very much look like defeat, mm -hmm. because he did deny Jesus three times. Yeah, he did. When it happened, mm -hmm. and he realized it, that, you know, the rooster crowed and all that, and when it happened, and Jesus looked at him, mm -hmm. and he went out and wept, wept. bitterly. Yeah. But... He, I mean, he did turn back. Like he, he does Acts chapter two. I right. mean, he, te mm -hmm. he teaches still the did sermon. So many great things. Yeah. So he allowed Jesus to restore him after that. Mm -hmm. So while it may have absolutely in that moment looked like defeat, and Satan may have thought, mm -hmm. "Ha ha, I won," Jesus was able to take that space mm -hmm. and do great things. And Peter is actually the one. It's from Peter. That says, he's the one who quotes um, Proverbs in his letter to the people and says, God opposes the proud mm. and gives grace to the So he, because he had experienced it. He had experienced it. He knew, he knew. it from, yes. and, and so sometimes God allows the enemy to get away with something because mm -hmm. it 
uh, pull something out of us mm-hmm. that doesn't need to be there. Yeah. It allows something to come to the surface that needs to be taken care of, mm-hmm. and, and God is able to yeah. skim it off. I think it's really interesting that um, he used, he wanted um, Peter to see that Satan was trying to do something. But when he initially told all of the disciples that he would um, be buried and die and be resurrected, he was like, oh, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Like he automatically, and he immediately said, get behind me, Satan. Mm-hmm. Even in that moment, Peter had not heard or Mm-mm. something was going on where Satan was getting some space there too. He was. That's really interesting. Peter had in mind things of the flesh. Yeah. Not things of the spirit. Mm-hmm. He was seeing things completely with flesh yeah. eyes. And um, yeah. And a few verses before that, Peter knew. You were the yeah. Christ. Yes. few verses. Like, only a few. Yeah. Everybody was like, well, some people think you're Elijah. Some people think mm-hmm. you're this. Some people think, you know. And he was like, but you're the Christ. Right. And he was like, and you've heard well. Right. So... And that then is, he's like... In, get behind me, Satan. Yeah. I'm like, man, he's an emotional... I mean, he feels like he's like all over the place. But we are too. We so We can are. see yeah. one thing so clearly um, in the spirit and then in just a few steps later trip up over something mm-hmm. else where yeah. our eyes are very much focused mm-hmm. in the physical. Yeah. So we are just as guilty. Interesting, interesting. So the road to Emmaus... So this is after Jesus has um, died, resurrected. He's ascended, and now he's come back down to earth. And he comes across the, is it disciples? Or just, just two some of people, his followers. Just some of his followers. And um, they are walking with him, and they don't recognize who he is. They have no idea. And when you read that story, he gives them a long story, mm-hmm. um, an Old Testament story. And uh, finally, when they break bread with him, their eyes are opened. It says their eyes are open, and they realize that it's him. Well, he was right in front of their face their whole time, their physical eyes. But when their spiritual eyes were opened, they knew that they had come across Jesus. They knew that they were talking to the Christ. So, super interesting. Kind of tells us the importance of asking God to keep our eyes open. Like... Please help me, you know, just mm. because um, now that we know yeah. that we are, have the ability to see what is happening in the spirit realm and get a spiritual perspective on things, mm-hmm. um, it makes us accountable to be able to say, hey, God, show me what's happening in the spirit realm. Don't let me mm-hmm. settle um, for just what I can physically see. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. Yeah. So, um, so that... Colleen, thank you so much for taking us through just a few. And guys, if you read in the Gospels, you are going to run across so many more Mm -hmm. times that things are happening in the spirit realm. Every single time Jesus healed someone, every single time Jesus cast out a demonic, all those places, he was looking into the spirit realm to see what the Father was doing Mm -hmm. in that space, and then he was speaking it Mm -hmm. um, or doing whatever he was told to do. So, So after... Jesus um, died, resurrected, went to heaven um, and is, you know, with God. Because he did all of that, he told Mm -hmm. his um, followers that it was actually going to be better for them when he left because he was going to send to them a comforter, which we know to be the Holy Spirit. Um, I just have to tell you that had I been one of those 12 in that moment and he's telling me it's going to be better for me to leave, I would have thought he was crazy. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if I would ever would have been able to get to a place that it was better for Jesus not to be walking right with me. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine all the things they saw in that three-year time period? Can all the things they learned. You know, just how attached, what kind of friendship they had had um, with Jesus. Um, but um, he said it was better. And the reason was is because his spirit would live inside them, and they would have access to the Father. They would be able to see Him. They would be able to do all the things He did and more because He, His Spirit was going to actually live in them. That is so mind-blowing. It is. But what is so cool is He told them the Spirit would teach them 
all the things. Mm -hmm. Um, That's in John chapter 14. The Spirit would teach them. Guys, we have to be able to hear in the Spirit. We have to set things before the Spirit and say, Mm -hmm. I don't understand this. Teach me this. And let the Spirit teach us. Mm -hmm. Um, Because God, Jesus Mm -hmm. paid for us to have that privilege of His Spirit living inside of us. Um, The world can't have the Holy Spirit. That's right. This is a gift for us um, Mm -hmm. that we receive and to take the spiritual out of this gift pretty much almost takes the gift away. We are not saved just so when we die, we can go to heaven. We are saved so we can start living heaven on earth right now. Yeah. And that we can be that life and that light in a a world that is so completely consumed in the kingdom of darkness. We can be the salt. We can be the light. We can be all of these things um, and make a difference. Um, Mm -hmm. We are not saved just so when we die it goes well for us. Mm -hmm. We are saved so that while we're living, we can help it go better for others. Mm -hmm. Yeah, something that was really eye-opening for me when I actually started to to learn and to be taught and to experience was that the Holy Spirit within me could teach me things. And I started to, and we've talked about this before, about praying prayers that you don't know the answer to, Um, where you start praying, okay, if Jesus is my example, which is what he's really been showing me lately, like to really look into his humanity, Um, is that I just want to be fully submitted. Now, I have no idea what that looks like. And I don't even, you see what I'm saying? Like, you don't know where it's going to take you or what he's going to teach you along the way. But if I can get the fully submitted part, then I can walk how I'm supposed to walk. And it's just so mind-blowing to me. Mm-hmm. about what we can do, the power that we possess, and do we really access it and utilize it in the way that it would, he meant us to. Right. That's a great move in to Acts um, because he told them to go to Jerusalem and wait Yeah. because the power would come on them. The See? Holy Spirit would come yeah. with power. Mm-hmm. It should very much change how we do life. Yeah. Um, and that salvation is the starting point, Deanna. It's just a starting point. It's just what gets us into the kingdom. Yeah. It is our ticket in, right. but it is not, not the end of all. No. It's not. It was the gospel of the kingdom mm. that he was teaching. It is all over scripture. Mm-hmm. The gospel of the kingdom mm-hmm. yeah. that is now. Yeah. And I think when we settle for just salvation, we don't walk in the power. Mm-mm. For sure not. We Isn't don't. there a scripture about not walking in the power? There is. In fact, it says that if you, um, Paul says a couple of different things. One of the things he says is, I didn't come to you with fancy words, right. but in power, power. of yeah. the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And it also tells us to reject a gospel that doesn't come, come with power mm-hmm. um, because then it's not of God. Mm-hmm. Because the Holy Spirit in us is powerful and mm-hmm. um, so Acts chapter 2, um, they're all waiting. They're praying and they're waiting, just like Jesus had told them to. And um, the Holy Spirit falls, like mm. tongues of fire on each of their heads. And this is so incredibly symbolic. Um, these people knew their Old Testament. In the Old Testament, um, when the people came out of Egypt, mm-hmm. by night, God led them with a, a pillar of fire. And so now each person has this pillar of fire, this little pillar of fire over their own heads because God went from from leading them as a collective group with this giant pillar of fire to I am going to be within you and I am going to lead you individually. That's really cool. I am going to walk with you personally. Mm -hmm. It is God with us Individually, mm-hmm. It is his spirit that lives inside of us. And so he may tell you something and tell me something completely different because our walks with him are different. Mm-hmm. He may ask me to fast. He may tell you to go eat more. Like, because our walks are different and what he is doing in each heart and each life in a moment 
is so individualized and unique, mm-hmm. and he can do that because his spirit lives inside of us, and it teaches us and it guides us as we walk in step with the spirit. I think this is so important to mention about comparing our walks. Oh, yes. (laughs) You know what I mean? And you touched on this last time we had a podcast, I think. But just the fact that we're not to compare. No. You know what I mean? And that he may tell you something and he may tell me something. And we are both, we are supposed to be excited and expectant for each other, even though we're told something completely different. Yes, for We're not sure. supposed to say, well, did I hear wrong? Because you're doing something different than me. And that's not how it works. No. Our lives um, should be the Holy Spirit teaching us and us sharing our experiences mm-hmm. and not comparing them, but sharing them. And then both of our faith mm-hmm. is able to increase and grow as we watch God mm-hmm. working in each yeah. other. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of that dies when comparison comes in mm-hmm. because... Um, instead of focusing on what God is doing, we tend to focus on what God is not doing for mm-hmm. us. Uh, look what he's doing there. If we will walk our walk, run our race, mm-hmm. wherever the Holy Spirit directs us, mm-hmm. and we are willing to be vulnerable and share and talk it through with whatever community God has put us in, then in the doing so, mm-hmm. all of our races will improve even if they look completely different, because we learn from each other and how God interacts with each uh, with each of us, there is something to be learned, even if your walk doesn't look anything the same, mm-hmm. because that's just how good he is. Yeah. It makes me wonder that in the church setting, if we quench the spirit because we think it should be um, a certain way, mm-hmm. or this is how he speaks in this way, so this is the only way. And, like, there's no room right, for that, for people to experience it because what if it's different? What if it's different? And what if it's not on the regularly scheduled program? Does that make sense? God often brings me people that are different than me. Yeah. Um, and I really believe it's to keep my eyes wide open that he can do things differently. Um, mm-hmm. The lady, uh, Rose, who, was, who is and was my um, original mentor when I first started walking in the spirit realm a lot, Um, couldn't see or hear in the spirit realm, but she could feel. Mm -hmm. And I feel like God brought us together because we brought, we both brought something new to the table Mm -hmm. and he does things differently. What spiritual senses of mine may be extremely fine tuned and used often Mm -hmm. may be different than yours. And that's okay. Um, same reason he gives us different spiritual giftings, uh, different callings, different anointings. It's because it's not just because he likes variety, which I do believe he does. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you've been to the zoo, you know God right. God likes variety. Mm-hmm. But it's also because our walk and our call and what he's asking us to do varies. Mm-hmm. Um, you may not need the same gift I do, and I may not need the gift that you do. But he also isn't going to give us all of them because we have to learn to lean on one another mm-hmm. and give each other space to um, speak into our walks and to... Um, encourage our walks and help build them mm-hmm. each other up we're not meant to do this alone right thank goodness that thank was not part of the plan mm-hmm. so um very quickly into the new church's story mm-hmm. um the uh, the church um which is mostly jewish at this point starts really rubbing the pharisees and the sanhedrin and the teachers of the law um of the jewish people the wrong way and um they get a lot of friction but Stephen, um, who was a man full of the Spirit, um, goes head-to-head with them, mm-hmm. toe-to-toe, like he's ready. And he goes, um, it's in, his story is in Acts chapter 7, and he tells them a lot of Jewish history that you know they knew. Mm-hmm. Um, they weren't really probably appreciating having this, you know, Jesus mm-hmm. follower yeah, if you ever need a quick summary of the Old yes. Testament, go to Ste- Acts 7. Yeah, Stephen does it. <laughs> but he, then at the end, he really lets them have it because they didn't recognize Jesus when he was here. And they become furious with him, so they take him out to stone him. Um, and he looks up into the spirit realm, and he sees the Father on his throne mm-hmm. with Jesus at his right hand. And because of the perspective that he is given in that moment... He is not only able to die well, but he is able to 
ask God to forgive mm -hmm. the people throwing the rocks at him. Mm -hmm. um, that only happens when we have a completely spiritual perspective, perspective mm -hmm. on life. Um, this is a space where I like to encourage people. You're going through something hard, like maybe it's one of the hardest seasons of your life. Ask God to show you what is happening mm -hmm. in the spirit realm, what is coming, what is going on, mm -hmm. because it has the ability to encourage us and give us strength to walk through whatever that hard place is well. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, And he will often show us um, the what's going to come out of it. Yes. He'll show you, um, he'll give you a vision of what it'll look like. What's on the other side. What's on the other side. And yeah. probably, I mean, I don't know, but what we just talked about, Stephen, while his physical body may have been finished, yes. his spirit was fixing to be, he was getting going to get to be face-to-face -face with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so, man, he had reason to celebrate. Paul sure. even says, uh, to live is Christ, but to die is gain. Mm -hmm. Okay, you can say that you when your spiritual perspective yeah. is, I am ready to see my Savior face-to-face. Mm -hmm. -face. Let me shed this physical realm and fully be present mm -hmm. full-time in the spirit realm. So I think that's super cool. So speaking of Saul, um, or Paul, he encounters Jesus in a very, very supernatural um, mm -hmm. spiritual experience. Um, there's a light. There's a voice. He goes blind. There's all <laughs> these things on the road to Damascus, Acts chapter 9. Yeah. Um, but all of it happening very much in the mm -hmm. spirit realm. And here's the thing. Uh, he was a persecutor of the church. And Jesus shows up, you know, and calls him out on it. And he becomes an apostle for Jesus, mm -hmm. and he is taught by the Spirit. And his letters are the ones that so often point us to the spirit realm. Mm -hmm. They so often say, don't focus on this flesh. Don't focus on what you can see with your physical eyes, but look to the things that are unseen. Yeah. His experience in the spirit realm at that early space in his walk, was life-changing. Mm -hmm. um, he spends, he went to Ephesus, this is just one I know off the top of my head, and spent three months explaining to them the kingdom of God. Okay, guys, he wasn't talking about the place you go when you die for three months. He wasn't. He was explaining to yeah. them how to see in the spirit realm mm -hmm. and the importance of spending time there, time I mean, in the spirit, mm -hmm. um, and allowing that to direct their walk. When I taught, I taught a class for, uh, for you. What class was that? I don't remember. I don't remember. Did. Grace and Truth. Yes. Grace and Truth. There we go. And when I was talking about truth, I was talking about Paul and how he wrote two-thirds of truth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Bible tells us that Jesus is truth. He is the truth in the life. And the only way that he could have wrote two-thirds of truth was that he experienced the mm -hmm. truth. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You have to, ex he had to have experienced it um, to have been able to have enough, what, what's the word, not value, but for God to say, you're the man. Mm -hmm. You're the one that I want to do this. That his relationship and his experiences in the spiritual realm and with mm -hmm. God the Father were so there and mm -hmm. intense that he said, you have the privilege. Yes. He even tells us, and this isn't on our sheet, so you confess it me later, but um, Paul is, in one of his letters, says, I know a man who went into the third heaven. Whether it was in his body or whether it was in the spirit, I don't know. Okay, this he's talking about himself here. <laughs> we know that he's talking about himself here because he's given a thorn in the flesh uh -huh. that keeps him humble because of all of his spiritual experiences um he was able to experience so much mm -hmm. in the spirit realm and it absolutely guided his walk yes. in the mm -hmm. physical so um remember that whole god doesn't play favorites you can ask for anything that's one of those things i used to ask for constantly if, <laughs> if paul can go why can't i yeah. and guys god has been faithful mm -hmm. like i have had some of the mm -hmm. most incredible experiences and the yeah. most 
life-changing revelations that come from my time there. And I really think, and this is a testament to um, your relationship with the Lord, when he had you start to write psalms Mm -hmm. of your own. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, there would be a lot of Christians that would not be okay with that. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because there's the Psalms, which is the truth, which is the word, and we don't change it, and we don't, you know, and and it's all truth. But God speaks to us just like he spoke to Paul, Mm -hmm. and he wrote just like he spoke to Mark, and he wrote a gospel. And it's like everybody had an assignment. And Mm -hmm. to say that Paul, you know, can, and I might be totally wrong on this. You can totally, you know, correct me. But um, if he can experience something and write it down why can't I oh for sure you see what I'm saying some of the there are so many times that I will pick up a book and go "Ooh, I can see God all over this yeah and it's because you know that they are teaching from a place of their relationship yeah you have sat in a service um and heard someone preach Mm -hmm. and went whoa like that is absolutely Mm -hmm. God speaking through them to Mm me um it happens all the time Mm -hmm. we may not call it scripture right because that kind of adds a oh to it yeah and but it happens all the time. We can recognize yeah. God's hand mm-hmm. in someone's work here on earth mm-hmm. because they have an anointing and authority and they're operating from their uh-huh. place of relationship with yeah. him. Yeah. It happens. So um, I'm going to skip over one and jump down to John. Um, you don't even know what I skipped. Sorry. Um, but John's Revelation, which is the whole book of Revelations that we have, um, is actually a letter that he wrote to the churches, um, seven churches to be exact. And um, But in Revelation 1, verse 10, it says, John was in the Spirit mm-hmm. on the, the Lord's, Lord's Day. Mm-hmm. And guys, that is when he gets this very huge revelation. And I want to go on record as saying it didn't all happen probably at one time. No. Because that's a lot. Mm-hmm. That's a whole lot for him to have seen and heard. Um, my guess is he would continually go into the spirit. We know that this took place on the Isle of Patmos. Mm-hmm. It's not a very big island. I've been there. Um, he didn't have a whole lot to do. He was basically, you know, sent there um, instead of being put in prison or whatever. So he had plenty of time and space, but he was in the spirit. Mm-hmm. And that, and we talked about this with the Old Testament a lot of the Psalms that David wrote and a lot of his time was spent in the spirit. Mm-hmm. And we have the absolute same privilege, mm-hmm. access, honor, um, all the things. Mm-hmm. And in that space, he will often give us fresh revelation on what he's doing in that moment. Maybe fresh revelation on what we've been reading in scripture. Um, mm-hmm. There's no telling. Because he is God, and he can do whatever he wants in that space. Yes. So we ended the Old Testament with a little bit of a warning. Mm-hmm. Like, warning, warning, it's not all angels and light mm-hmm. in the spirit realm. It's just not. Mm-hmm. There are also, there's a battle happening. We know that. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul goes into our armor, but we know there's a battle happening. Um, we know that, we know the end of the story. We know that. Jesus wins. We know that we're on the winning team. So that's the good news. But there is also the demonic in the spirit realm. Um, We know that they are there. So John, the same guy who we know spent a lot of time in the spirit realm, wrote 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John as well. And these are letters that went out to um, a church. And in 1st John chapter 4, he talks to them about um, being careful in the spirit realm. And um, I have read First John, I don't know, a whole lot of times. But after spending a lot of time in the spirit realm and then reading from this place in scripture, it was so eye-opening. And But he gives them an incredible tool, an incredible um, insight into how to make sure that your time in the spirit realm is protected and that it is all from God, and that the demonic hasn't had an opportunity to get involved. So, in verse 1, he says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see if they are from God. Okay, so I just want to stop right there. Mm. These spirits are not, they could not have seen them in the flesh. 
he is talking to people that he has obviously taught how to spend time in the spirit realm. And he's saying, not every spirit that you run across in the spirit realm is going to be from God. And we know that the demonic can masquerade as angels of light. Mm -hmm. So they can look absolutely like an angel. They can look absolutely like Jesus. They can look like whomever they choose to masquerade as to trick us into believing what they are saying. Because his next thing he said is, for many false prophets have gone out into the world. How does that tie in? Well, because if you're speaking to a spirit that you think is Jesus, but it was really demonic because you didn't test that spirit, you can give a message that was not at all from God. Mm -hmm. So it is so important to test the spirits. In verse 2, he starts telling us how. By this, you know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has came in the flesh is from God. So if you are in the spirit realm and a spirit, you know, you see a spirit and he is talking to you, you can say to that spirit, I need you to say Jesus Christ came in the flesh. If the spirit cannot say that, it is demonic. If the spirit can say that, then it is who he, who it says it. It is who they say they are. Mm -hmm. So um, I have experienced this time and time and time again. As I'm helping people, as I'm walking with people, um, I, I have experienced this. Yes. <laughs> I always recommend if you're going to spend time in the spirit realm that you start in the throne room or you start with Jesus. But you have to make sure when you are with Jesus that it is absolutely him mm -hmm. and not someone, not a, a demonic masquerading mm -hmm. as that. And if they can't say this... Um, then you need to cast that out and find out what is allowing them to be able to do that. But it is a test. By this, you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you heard was coming and is now in the world. So... He has given us, John has given us a way to test what we are seeing and what we are hearing when we're in the spirit realm. He spent so much time in the spirit realm. I promise you in Revelation, as he is seeing all the horrors that he saw, he, he would have had to have stopped and said, is this all coming from you, God? Like, is I know, yeah. This is kind of creepy. Mm -hmm. This is kind of scary. Is this all you? And he mm -hmm. knew God had taught him how to test the spirits, and he passes that on to us. So, my first recommendation on spending time in the spirit realm is we are not meant to do life alone. I do not recommend anyone begin their walk all by themselves trying to spend time in the spirit realm alone. Mm -hmm. Now, I do very much recommend that you spend time in the throne room or that you spend time with Jesus and allow them to show you what, what they want you to see. But at, those are the two places in the spirit realm that it is safe to start and then allow them to lead you from there. But if you're listening to this podcast and you are not part of a community that actively uh, encourages mm -hmm. time in the spirit realm or doesn't actively even acknowledge that there's a spirit realm and that you have access to it, then I'm just really going to uh, ask you, to prayfully to be praying that God brings you community mm -hmm. um, and whatever that may look like because we were not meant to do this walk alone and we need each other to hold each other accountable to catch things see red flags oh I don't know that that's from God um, so that we are not deceived mm -hmm. um, it's also important to say that he who is in us is greater than he who is in the world so the Holy Spirit inside of you is greater than anything that you're going to come across. Um, but the enemy is absolutely on the warpath. And his favorite thing to do is to take out Christians and make and render us um, useless or inactive or um, not a threat to mm -hmm. him and his kingdom. So I'm just going to really recommend that you prayerfully ask God to give you a community that you can walk this out with. Mm -hmm. um, 
We are in the process of getting a website up, so hopefully in the next week or two, month, you'll be able to go to our website and click on, I want to find a community, and we can help connect you, whether it's Zoom, whether it's in person, or whatever that may be. Um, but that is our little walk through the New Testament in the spirit realm. Um, I'm going to ask Colleen to pray us out. Sure. And um, we will catch you on the next podcast. Lord, thank you so much for who you are and for your word, Lord. And oh my gosh, we say it. I feel like we say it almost every time we sit down to do a podcast. But thank you for your spirit within us, Lord, that we have access to you, full access. Thank you for your son, for him uh, creating that bridge so that we can be in relationship with you. Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.